Hi, I'm Dr. Connie McReynolds and welcome to my podcast, The Roadmap to the Brain. Today, it is my pleasure to interview Eleanor. Eleanor participated in neurofeedback treatments in my clinic a number of years ago, and it is nice to reconnect with her. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, hi, Eleanor. Thanks so much for joining me today on this podcast. I think it's been a little while since you and I had a chance to really kind of catch up. I actually yes, don't yes, remember. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about this. Yeah, it's been, gosh, it's been a while. Um, I was just kind of thinking back. It's probably been a couple of years since we touched base, uh, certainly before the pandemic. And yeah, absolutely. You, I think yeah, it's been it, quite a while. Yeah, and I think at that time you said things were still um, changing for you. So maybe just share a little bit about what your story is with neurofeedback, maybe how you came to find us, and what's transpired. Well, it, it was a interesting experience because um, we I found you as a result of um, a nonprofit I'm co-executive director with. We had a program um, with veterans and uh, the head the head of the county um, veterans affairs was talking to me about this new treatment that he thought was really a great treatment and um, he suggested uh, you know my colleague and I uh, come and visit you and, and chat with you about it and um, gosh that was in 2014 wow <laughs> and yeah that was about mid part of 2014 and uh, you know, he was telling me all this about neurofeedback and that you you actually had worked a lot with PTSD. And I I have to be perfectly honest, I I, I had my um, doubts, hmm. a considerable amount of doubts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I, I am personally, you know, I was diagnosed with uh, severe PTSD hmm. in, the, um, in 1991. Yeah. And uh, I have always really, really struggled with it. Um, anyway, it, it, you know, so when when um, when Bill told us about this, I, we came to visit your your um, what you know your place. Uh, gosh, like I said, it's about that time for mm-hmm. the first time at the Cafe San Bernardino, mm-hmm. and um, you talked to us and. You know, I still wasn't totally convinced, but it sounded fascinating how you were explaining that it was a, you know, you do an evaluation, you get an idea where there's a, uh, some real problems in terms of the brain, and um, you basically engage the uh, patient through a training process, training the brain. Um, so fast forward uh, to December of 2014, um, and we were referring, um, I think we were referring veterans mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, it was really also compelling to me because you were saying that you had um, really good um, results with uh, autistic children as well as those um, uh, patients that were children, especially um, with epilepsy. Um, so I-, I was intrigued, but like I said, I wasn't fully convinced. Well, um, my friend actually offered uh, a chance to participate and get my own treatment in um, to that uh, for Christmas. That mm. was a present. Uh-huh. 
And I was just like, hum, ho, he, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I had spent a fortune in therapy. Mm. I mean, I've gone for two, 10 years, um, and even for three years, I had gone for four days a week. Oh, my. Yeah, it was a lot. And, and not to say it didn't help, mm -hmm. but I still struggled with some things like these reoccurring dreams. I'd wake up every single morning with incredible anxiety. Mm. And um, in about 2010, I had been involved in a family uh, situation that kind of triggered everything all over again. And um, I went through it from 2010 to 2014. And uh, I could tell that something was really, really wrong. I wasn't tracking, I wasn't able to get um, into any kind of detail type of thing, and I'm a detail-oriented person. I also love reading. I was reading three books a week um, prior to this, but I couldn't read. Oh, I'd like go over a sentence over and over again. And then the worst thing was that I was just sobbing all the time. I mean, several times during the day. I mean, I had just, this last situation had really taken me over the edge. So I wasn't really hopeful, but I agreed to try it because what did I have to lose, right? Mm -hmm. I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you explained that there would be an evaluation and then you would determine my training, um, uh, tr training program and that it would be a 40-week, likely a 40-week session at the point of 20 weeks, however, you would uh, do a reevaluation of how I was doing. Well, when you did that first evaluation, I think you may remember yeah. when we got the results, I was devastated. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I, I had, I mean, I, I, I was critically, critically impaired in both, um, uh, a visual and audio um, cognition, I guess. Is, video, is that correct? Yeah, the auditory and visual processing. Yeah, it had yeah. really affected both aspects for you uh, significantly. Yeah, and I was really, sh well, I was devastated because the thing that kept on running through my head was like, oh my God, you were the youngest team member on a NASA mission. You know, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, it was Viking Mission to Mars, you know, that that requires some considerable brain power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I admit to a sense of arrogance. Well, I didn't feel arrogant then. No. Um, I really lost, I really felt like I lost who I was. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you started getting me on the training. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, was I frustrated the first uh first at least the first two three weeks of it well because your brain was trying to figure out what to do it was very foreign and yeah and what your brain was used to you know how it was functioning and then you know we're introducing uh, this new way and you know i think yes i think that pointing that out is really important because in the beginning it can be a little challenging well it really was I mean, 
I, well, first of all, I'm not very good at video games. As soon as I saw I've got 15 minutes of video games, you know, I, I was like, oh, right. I, I did not see the connection. <laughs> right, right. What would, <laughs> how is this training? Right. Um, and uh, besides, I'm really cruddy at video games. So, um, but this was easy enough. After a while, I got the hang of it. Uh, your, your technicians were extremely gentle and kind. Um, you know, just saying it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's going to take some time, but just keep it up. Um, so I continued that twice, twice a week mm-hmm. for 20 weeks. Um, that was a, it was interesting also for the first couple of weeks, I was really surprised that after 15 minutes of doing this training each session, I was not only, um, like exhausted. I mean, it was, I mean, I just wanted, it was like I had really worked out my brain, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, I, in fact, when I first went in, I didn't understand why you had a bowl of juices for <laughs> after your session. Right. It was all very confusing to me, doctor. I mean, you know, you walk in, you know, this is, this is you know, cutting-edge technology that's going to help me after 30 years of, you know, PTSD. And uh, I'm presented with video games and a bowl of juices. So... <laughs> It is a very much an alternative uh, process. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. But I, I stuck through it. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because the first tw- and within the first 20 weeks, I did, and I started journalizing this, mm-hmm. I did start noticing um, very subtle uh, changes happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able, you know, I'm, one of my jobs as a consultant is writing grants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually able to track what I was writing. I could track what I was reading. But most importantly, I was also able to catch my, um, I know this sounds crazy, but um, catch my typos. Oh, okay. Um, which was a big deal for me. My, my uh, colleague would have to read all my stuff through to track my typos and track kind of the stream of con- uh, you know, the stream of my sentence structures because they were really jumbled hmm. quite a bit. And that started straightening out. Hmm. Um, I, I started a, I started to be able to say, and I had really had trouble with this where I'd actually be talking about something and I forget what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was actually able to, start doing that, um, actually talk and remember what I was saying, mm-hmm. just tracking what my thought was. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was going, you know, just all over the place. Right. And slowly but surely, I saw those shifts or those subtle changes happen as I started hitting that 40-session mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself reading a little bit more. Um and, and certainly retaining the information a lot better. That's, that's amazing. It was, um, it was really an interesting process. And, and I did get better with the, uh, 
with the training program. And I was fascinated, particularly when you stopped me at 20 sessions and then reevaluated me. Um, and you could, you know, you showed me that you were actually seeing some improvement. Mm -hmm. So um, I learned a whole lot about, you know, this term that now comes to me um, with a deeper understanding, the elasticity of the brain yes. in terms of, you know, that you could actually um, train the brain again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that was really a profound understanding to mm -hmm. come to. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it is profound for so many people because, well, we just have been taught. I mean, we were taught in psychology. We've been taught in so many um, different uh, modalities that, you know, the brain can't relearn or learn or there's very limited way for the, the brain to actually improve itself. And thank heavens for neuroscience, neurofeedback, and our better understanding now of this whole concept of neuroplasticity, which is the brain's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving and through kind of these structured processes, which is what you were doing with the neurofeedback, uh, that really provides the mechanism for how the brain learns because the brain really learns in, uh, in everything we've ever done through repetition. And so by playing what looked like those video games, you know, they were scientifically designed, but they, they look like they're video games because in some ways they are. But by doing that repeatedly, what you were doing is building those neuronal pathways in your brain in the areas that needed to be strengthened. And, you know, that's what this is all about. And so it's been a while for you since you came in and everyone always typically asks, well, does it stick? Does it hold? And maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, I'm a I'm a true believer now. Okay, <laughs> that 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 sense of sure, we'll try this out <laughs> is is all gone. Um, oh, I, I I'll tell you a fascinating thing that happened to me in two thousand. This was in two thousand fifteen, September two thousand fifteen, um, was when I had my last session. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I think it was the end of September, I, I had an invitation to go to the first um, climate change summit for the state of California. And it was a summit that was being set up for um, policymakers and scientists and uh, scientists dealing with um, climate change. So I was invited to come because I have a bit of a science background, like I said, with NASA, mm -hmm. and um, start engaging on how, you know, what's happening as the state of climate change in, in California. Well, I was really um, anxious about the idea of going, mm. because again, the issue for me has been able to retain information and um, process that information and, and you know, uh, now I'd have to articulate right. you know, um, scientific um, principles <laughs> or abstracts mm -hmm. that I was explaining if I wanted to do any kind of discussion with anybody. So it's really funny. I ended up um, being invited on a panel to discuss 
because I was actually able to retain everything <laughs> and engage in a robust discussion wow. and analytics regarding the data I was seeing. Mm. Um, that ended up really catapulting me to a place where um, I was later that December um, invited uh, to uh, be on one of the formal advisory boards for um, the Air Resources Board for the state of California to help develop um, policy that mm -hmm. was going to be established through 2030. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as you know, I had an architectural firm, so I was right. going in with my um, environmental and architectural background to make some recommendations and um, look at these issues. Um, of course, while analyzing the data. Hmm. And um, I, I was very fortunate. I, well, I wasn't fortunate. I mean, I really attributed to the training I had um, because I was able to actually do that work with a tremendous amount of success. Oh. Um, so it, from, a, from a professional point of view, I, I mean, it's catapulted me back to you know, a, a place where I, I really <laughs> feel like I, I'm doing the best work I've ever done in my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I, another fascinating thing that happened very early, um, in, in the recovery, you know, in the part time after, uh, taking, um, uh, completing the training program, um, I, I, the things that I was experiencing, um, of, you know, these reoccurring dreams, mm -hmm. nightmares, I mm -hmm. had a horrible time sleeping. Mm -hmm. I no longer have those recurring oh, nightmares. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, uh, I also, like I said, I'd wake up every morning with a feeling of dread. Mm -hmm. I don't feel afraid anymore. Oh my gosh. I don't wake up in the morning afraid. I, you know, I'm a little afraid about things like pandemics and stuff, and I think that's pretty normal. That's yes, <laughs> yes, it is. The other things, uh, not, not, not as much. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to say that the issues when I come back to reviewing those issues that I went through, the stuff that really um, triggered the trauma initially and in 2010, it's a weird thing. It's like I, I, I'm separate from it. I'm looking like from outside looking in mm. instead of in the midst of it and experiencing the trauma in the moment. Gosh. Um, and I think, I think what's really fascinating too is I have this sense of, you know, I have this feeling like a fog has cleared. Okay. Um, which is, really interesting now um your your question if it sticks I, I don't i don't know about sticking because i feel like i've been on i've never plateaued from the, the um increased increased brain function i guess for lack of better words i've received i mean mm -hmm. i am now very comfortable you know trying to trying to learn things um uh, in in this pandemic, you know, my partner and I have had this thing going where we have Project Self Reliance over this last year and a half. Mm -hmm. 
So I've learned to be, you know, I'm not intimidated by learning things like I used to. Okay. So I'm sure sure it's going to stick. It just hasn't stopped plateauing for me in terms of things that I can do and understand and, you know, I'm willing to tackle. Mm -hmm. I think that is just so encouraging for people to know because so many times, you know, there are so many types of treatments out there that when you stop it, you know, the symptoms come back and people feel like they kind of regress at times. And, you know, your case is certainly not unique to what we've seen over the 10 years we've been doing this, is that you continue to um, strengthen those areas of the processing in the brain and things continue to get better for you. Yeah, I, I really do think the, the learning process is continuing that that uh, training regiment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in fact, I, I'll be very honest with you. I'm I'm now you know this thing that happened in 2010 uh, re- uh, dealt with an issue regarding a, my own son's drug abuse and um, a whole horrible court battle that had happened. Well, it's very interesting because. Today, when you fast forward, um, I'm actually going. We're, we're, we, you know, my son is in full recovery for the last uh, three and a half years, but um, we're actually going to be talking to attorneys about what happened mm-hmm. um, over those years uh, tomorrow. Okay. Now I have, um, I have a little anxiety because I've been going through the paperwork and all of that from then, Mm -hmm. but it's not overwhelming Mm. like it used to be. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, so that's been interesting Mm -hmm. um, to kind of uh, be cognizant of and, uh, you know, track. Mm -hmm. Well, it it seems like perhaps it's helped build some resilience for you. I think so. I, I do think so. I should say one other thing, you know, I used to be a um, prescription. Um, med- I used to take medical marijuana. I also cut that completely too. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm doing much, much better than I've ever done in my <laughs> life, quite frankly. Because my my PTSD issues um, started when I was very young mm. um, and continued till I was able to leave the home. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's Um, helpful to understand certainly about trauma which can come from so many different walks and experiences in life Um, you know we can all be walking certain pathways and have these traumatic experiences happen and with prolonged exposure to stress the brain actually becomes hypersensitive to your triggers and I think that's a lot of what you were talking about uh, in your experiences that you know, you were just really struggling to kind of hang on day to day. You know, the the powerful emotions were just on the surface um, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it's so hard. I mean, you gave it your best for 20 years of alternative kinds of therapies and alternative in the sense of being different from what this is. But really, they're called the traditional therapies. And what we have seen in the literature for some people with trauma is uh, 
it can work for some people, but there are just others that it doesn't work for very well. And no matter how hard they try, they really aren't able to affect lasting permanent change. Um, at least like the type you're talking about that you've experienced, you know, it's been, gosh, it's been what, six years since you came through and had your, you know, sessions with us and you're still doing great and just continuing to get better as time goes on. Yeah. It, it really is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing to me. Um, I, I actually talk about it quite a bit to anybody that um, mm -hmm. I've met mm -hmm. who has PTSD um, or struggle with it and certainly refer them. But I do, I mean, you know, my frustration with it is that I don't think um, a lot of people understand, uh, you know, what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I don't know yet, we talked about this some time ago about, uh, you know, whether insurances will cover it or things like that. But, you know, it, it truly has been the number one most effective um, um, treatment I've ever had. Um, and I mean, I'm not, yeah, I really, I really looked, I really, I looked at everything. Mm -hmm. um, didn't necessarily try anything, but I was certainly tempted. The whole idea was, I had heard some, even some words about, you know, uh, medicated by ecstasy or something that could make a difference or maybe mm -hmm. mushrooms, but you know, uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms. I, I had heard it all. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only thing I would allow myself was the medical marijuana, but you know, that's not necessarily particularly healthy for me. Um, you know, for a lot of different reasons. So, you know, I, I really was glad when I could get rid of that. Mm -hmm. But I, I also think that just kind of uh, neurofeedback gave me a real foundation to continue to get better and mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. Well, I am just so pleased to um, get caught up with you on this and just kind of think about the changes that have happened for you yeah. in your life and the turnabout that has been able to occur. And I do think it's a little confusing about neurofeedback. It's a word that not everyone has heard. And, uh, you know, other words that we use are EEG biofeedback and cognitive rehabilitation. But the essence of all of this is being able to train our brain. And we do so when you're able to, you know, see uh, brainwave functions, readings on the computer screen and interact with that and get that immediate feedback. Uh, you know, because when we don't really realize that uh, we're struggling in certain ways and we can um, use these EEG sensors to measure the brainwaves and that's fed into the computer. And I think it's always important that we stress the fact there's nothing being applied to the person. <laughs> so, you know, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't receiving any kind of pulses to you. No. <laughs> so we always want to make no sure. Or anything right. Like none that. of that. <laughs> we didn't have any of that going on. This was really just reading your brain waves and then being able to see through the computer programs, how you're doing, you know, were you able to focus and, and that's where the struggle is initially, certainly is because you don't know how to make it work uh, because your brain doesn't work in that way just yet. 
And so it's your brain just has to figure it out. And we're always there with you. But it's a lot like learning how to ride a bike. You can tell someone how to ride a bike. You can show them video clips on how to ride a bike. <laughs> but the only way to learn how to ride a bike is to get on the bike. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I understand that. I mean, there's still so much more that I don't understand about, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really in awe of the treatment. And, uh, you know, I'm in awe now of the brain and, and what mm-hmm. it can do and it, how it can heal itself. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm 63, you know, and having gone through therapy in the 90s when PTSD had just barely started being diagnosed in people, All right. there was such a, a stigma associated mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, still is to some degree. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I, I never dreamed something like this could help. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed there was any uh, possible hope for, you know, getting beyond the, the nightmares, the mm-hmm. uh you know, the dread every, every morning, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, wow. I'm a happy person. <laughs> I'm a much happier person. <laughs> and we're happy for you. And it just, you know, it really does give people hope because there are people who struggle so much with the exact same kinds of, you know, um, brain responses that you were experiencing. And that's what it was. These are brain responses to trauma. And it can get locked into the brain. And so these patterns get kind of, uh, we could almost call it hardwired in. And then to try and figure out how to get out of that hardwiring, how to reprogram, if you will, rewire the brain is very challenging for these more deeply held, um, I guess we want to call it programs, uh, processes in the brain. And so, you know, you had done everything you knew how to do. You'd followed therapeutic interventions and advice for so many years. But the difficulty with that for so many people is that it just doesn't change the neuronal wiring because it isn't applied consistently enough. We can't figure out when we're having the reactions ahead of time to be able to anticipate and apply the process that we know. It's after the fact. It's after something gets triggered that those processes tend to work. Whereas with neurofeedback, what we're doing is those elevated states of arousal of the amygdala system, that fight or flight system in the brain, when that gets triggered and repeatedly triggered, it can just stay in what I kind of call the on position. And that's where PTSD sometimes comes in and is diagnosed because the brain just can't remember how to calm itself back down. It's lost the pathway, literally, to that. And so this is for trauma, anxiety, and other states similar to that. It sometimes takes this type of you know, consistent and a repetitive type of brain training to be able to help the brain learn or relearn that calming pattern so that you know when you need that if you're you know getting ready to get hit by a vehicle or something you you want that yeah. to kick in so you can get out of the way but you don't want that kicked in 24/7 and that's how it is for a lot of people who've had exposure to trauma and it can be one incident it can be multiple incidences 
everyone's a little bit different with how that trauma response can get wired in to the brain. But, you know, the struggle is similar across almost all of the conditions that may bring to it the PTSD. The struggle then is how to live with it or how to remedy it. And yeah. 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 I mean, that you, it's, it's, it was something that, like I said, I didn't feel any hope about. Um, I, when I initially was told it, I didn't, I didn't have much, you know, I, I had no hope, but I had no idea either. And it makes sense now in, in retrospect, it almost sounds to me, I mean, when I talk to friends about it, that it's like, um, you know, if you, you've got to work out the muscle, you've got to mm-hmm. get yourself to a place where you're building up muscles in different places, so mm-hmm. to speak. but you need to train your brain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not quite as eloquent as you, oh, well, doctor, but you know, I, I'll work on that. <laughs> Well, I think you've done a really nice job of sharing your story uh, today, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for taking the time. And are there any other thoughts you'd like to share as we're getting ready to close off today? I just want to say thank you for being there, and uh, I see it as a miracle. I Mm -hmm. really do. Mm -hmm. And it is so wonderfully gratifying to know that I... You know, I can't tell you what it feels like not to be afraid when you wake up. Mm. But mm. it's an amazing feeling. Mm. I think I actually can, emb- I think what I've really done these last few years is embrace joy. Oh. And uh, I don't think I ever would have expected myself to say that. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. And yeah. amazing. So... Eleanor, thank you so much for being with me today and um, and for just, you know, staying in touch periodically and letting us know that things are still continuing to get even better and better for you. You have been listening to Roadmap to the Brain, where our goal is to provide hope and guidance to all. If you would like to learn more, you can visit ConnieMcReynolds.com or schedule a consultation at Morningstar Neurofeedback. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.